Hello and welcome to the PD Performance Podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is a conversation with Tipperary hurler and Ross Gray hurler, Alan Tynan. Alan has experience playing professional rugby with Munster and he's just finished the inter-county season with Tipperary in which they were unlucky to not go the whole way to the All-Ireland. But we had a conversation about the season itself, about his breakthrough year for the team of Tipperary. We talked about his club, Ross Gray, my club or my old club. And we talked about the year that they had last year winning the county championship intermediate and then going on into the Munster final we talked a bit about his family and his upbringing and a lot about his development as an athlete we talked about rugby and talked about if whether he has any regrets in not going the whole way there or whether he's comfortable with his position in playing hurling now to the best level that he possibly can so Great episode for you guys. If you're from Tipperary, if you're from Ross Gray, I'm sure you'll love it. And if you do like it, please remember to like it, share it, and send it. Alan Tynan. Hi, kids. How are you? I'm from Ross Gray. We're sitting in the stand bar, which we've both frequented many, many times. It's a good setting for this podcast. Um... Good to be home and good to be having this conversation. So what's the story? What are you up for for the day and for the weekend? Well, Pete, uh, yeah, delighted to be on the podcast. Um, and as you say, uh, a great setting for it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, just go- going to go back to work um, after this po- after doing this. And I think I'm going to head down to Kerry for the, for the long weekend. So um, have a holiday home down there. So spend some time with the family down there. Nice. Uh, shout out to Paul Mack as well, who's letting us do this in the stand bar. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people in Ross Gray listening, so come into the stand and give Paul your money for a few points um, to say thank you. Free bit of advertising for Paul. But anyway, you're going down to Kerry. You're working away. Inter-county season is now done, unfortunately, quite a while ago for Tipperary. And I wanted to ask you, how did you find the season as a whole? And then... How do you think you guys as a group will perceive the season? Like, given that you didn't go as far as you probably thought you, you could have, is it a failure or were there a lot of lessons that you'll take into next year? Yeah, probably a mixed bag, I suppose. Like, new, under new management, a, a lot of new players, a lot of lads making their first kind of championship um, you know, season and, and, and getting a lot of game time under their belt. Um, I suppose... If you go back to the start of the league, thought we had a very very good uh, league campaign. Obviously, we we lost to Limerick in a in a semi final, but you know we probably would have taken a lot of uh, encouragement from 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 the league and the the first half the Limerick performance anyway. Um, I thought we we really put it up to them. Um, but looks at I suppose you know Hurling's a game of two halves and um they they fairly put it to the pin of our collar in the second half. Uh. But yeah, then I suppose we kind of dusted ourselves down after the league and it was kind of nice. I think we got like a, a month break between league and championship to actually prepare properly and to prepare for, for Clare. Um, and yeah, look, first day out, um, I think we had a really, really good performance. Like with, I suppose we were we were a threat in front of goal. Um, we we we. We were very clinical in 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 every kind of in a lot of aspects of our game, I suppose, but especially in front of goal. Um, and then that led on to Cork and Limerick with two draws. Um, and I suppose look, if we had a got 
a victory in one of those, it, it would have set us up really nicely. Uh, probably disappointed, like really disappointed to to draw the Cork game, um, especially after kind of leading for so long in that match. Uh, whereas the Limerick game, not that we were not that we were happy to draw or anything, but we got a last minute free to to level it, so it was nearly more relief to 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 draw that than and take a point rather than to take nothing away from it at all. And then I suppose our season fairly um I don't know kind of seemed to fall fall down a lot um after the the Waterford performance um to be honest it's still hard to kind of put your finger on on it to know what what actually happened um on that day uh we were we were so flat no energy about us at all uh and that's what we were building a lot of our performances on uh early like throughout that year um and I suppose when we didn't get up to the intensity of the game, uh, Waterford fairly blew us away, and and um, I suppose it was the first half really that was that was a massive killer because look we kind of came back into it in the second half, but it, it was just too late, and um, but yeah, I suppose we we, we should have been probably preparing for a for a monster final, but instead uh, we had awfully I think it was a week or two later, and um, do you know it was. Look, it was good to probably get another game under a belt um, against against Offaly, but uh, you know, like it was just that was kind of week. Another game. Yeah, it was just week after week, and um, I suppose if you got to Munster final, you you probably would have got a, a nicer rest um, in between kind of those match weeks to to prepare properly and also just to get your body right, like mm-hmm. because as you said, the season's fairly condensed, uh, a lot of games and. As you know, like the, the Munster Championship seriously intense. So um you know, like we picked up we picked up a lot of knocks to to really like crucial players uh to our team, like I suppose Jason and Jake, um, Carl Barrett, like you know, they're they're three massive names, um and it's like to not have them, I suppose, going into a few of our matches was well, it was it was obviously tough, but to be fair to a lot of lads they did put their hand up when they got the chance. So um but I think what the, the general public don't get about that and the fans don't get is they're like they're thinking, oh, it's a great player, they're missing a player. But as you said, the season is so condensed and the whole way through the season you're working on your system and the changes in personnel impact on you like perfecting that yeah. system because it's a new player with new strengths and new weaknesses coming in trying to fulfill a similar role to say Jake or Jason or, or whoever. But they're not Jake or Jason. So yeah. then you have to kind of slightly change and refine your system to suit the other player. And as a result, you don't build what it sounds like there. You don't build the same momentum you would if everybody was fit. Because that's what it seemed like in the Waterford game was that performance. It was out of character, sure. But that kind of stunted your momentum that you were building. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think like it's probably... That's one of the main things I'll definitely take from this year is like don't let one performance um to to just you know knock you completely because it's kind of it kind of what seemed to happen. I know I know fair enough we put up a high score against Offaly um Offaly the following week, but like we were just a slat again against Galway in that first half, um and to be honest, the second half wasn't much better. It was just we were probably a small bit, I don't know, better in front of goal, and we we took um we took a, the few chances that we got, but uh, 
but yeah, look overall, I suppose them them two games, Galway um in the quarter final and, and I suppose Waterford in the in the last round of Munster Championship, they probably will be the main two things what what main two games that you know this this year will be remembered um for in Tipperary and it's just kinda of disappointing I suppose in that regard because there was a lot of a lot of positives um leading up to leading up to them two games. Um so yeah, I suppose in tape we're we're judged on, on winning Munster Championships, winning all Ireland's and um we'll take that on the chin and you know we'll 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 try uh rectify uh what went wrong and and get better for it and, and push on next year and, and hopefully get back uh get back up to Pro Park and, and show what we're really made of. Hopefully, for sure. You touched on there the couple of performances that didn't go to plan. You felt that as a team you were a bit flat. So is energy something that you like focus on, like bringing energy and work rate to everything that you do? Is it something you talk about? Or do you have like a specific team that you talk about as a group that you're like, when you go into this game, lads, I just want you to keep going next ball or whatever. How do you anchor yourself to yeah. just keep working? Um, look, I suppose I would have worked under Liam, Cal and Mikey Beavens from since I was a minor. Um, when When I heard they were getting the job, um and i wasn't on the panel at the time so i was you know kind of licking my lips because i kind of felt like they i'd be a player that they'd they'd look at. they'd look at and, and might like and um i suppose like a massive massive thing for them the biggest thing um for them is is work rate and intensity and hunger uh not just uh on the ball but definitely off it like turnovers is massive and you you can see in an inter county game like um the team that that does make the le- the, the least amount of turnovers are going to be you know coming out the right side of the result uh ninety nine percent of the time um like you look at Limerick in the All Ireland final like that second half play, like they were just so clinical um they didn't they didn't they made very little mistakes in comparison to the first half Kel- Kilkenny were working so hard and they were getting you know little turnovers here and there and they were turning them into big plays and getting scores from so so yeah to go back to your question i suppose look um any i suppose every team uh, you know it's thrown around a lot work rate and intensity and stuff like that but i really felt with tip this year um what we were being judged on on the field was i suppose our honesty our work rate um you know our tackle count, like I'd say, our tackle count was through the roof. Um, in comparison to maybe, you know, other years, especially in the forwards, I just thought like, uh, we kind of a lot of lads brought it to another level. Like, <laughs> we slag Jake a lot. Um, you know, uh, in there just about uh, you're you're an old fancy Dan Hurler, like, and you'll you'll score when you get the chance. But <clears throat> I suppose if you look at him this year, different animal, like just constantly working, working. Even our, I remember a goal against um against Galway, it was Jake running out, back out the field, hooking, uh, was it Gerald McInerney from behind, and then kind of a lucky ball in, but it came from a turnover, like, um, and I suppose the best teams, uh, I suppose in championship, their, their forwards are probably, um, you know, getting a lot of turnovers, and, and that's setting up for um, a lot of scores, or, or else, you know, it's affecting the ball, it's maybe going into the, the opposition forwards, and it's giving our backs a better chance, so yeah, look, definitely, that was that was a big thing uh, and we would have put a, a massive emphasis on our, our work rate and our turnover and tackle count. 
So I've heard you talking before about something similar and you've described Jake there as a fancy Dan hurler. You wouldn't consider yourself to be a fancy Dan and you had a bit of a breakthrough season this year. Do you think this year that breakthrough came from having a very specific role and just going after it and playing that role to the best of your ability, like getting stuck in, working hard, making turnovers, hassling defenders? Like, you're not afraid to go get a score, but you're also probably thought about as one of those real impact players that when you're around the ball, you're going to have an impact on the outcome of whatever's happening. Yeah. Um. I, look, I suppose when I went in three years ago, I knew I wasn't going to be, you know, I, I remember going into training and like you're poking, say, with, with J.O. and you're just looking at him touch a ball and you're like, my God, how do you do that? And like, I remember Shamey one time just... <laughs> It was actually myself and Keen Darcy were in the group with, with Shamey and uh, a ball came to him. Whatever way he just sliced it uh, straight up into his hand and over his bar. And I remember Keen Darcy going, oh my God, Shamey, that was unreal. I was thinking, there's not in a million years will I ever be able to do anything like that. But yeah, I suppose, as you say, um, I kind of, I, I had a role, uh, role with the team. It was either midfield or half forward and it was just, bring as much energy as I possibly could, uh, run the legs off myself, turnovers, tackles, but I suppose like that's what a lot of people would see and, and probably regard me as, but like Liam and Mikey were constantly on to me about being up when getting on the ball, getting on the ball, because mm-hmm. I suppose I was I was I'm I would feel I'm able to break lines when um when I get on the ball and um I suppose yeah so that's the impact though man yeah like it, it seems like when you get the ball the defense kind of are like oh shite like because you have that power and that burst that if you go past them you're breaking through the line and then you're gonna attract some other defender and if you attract another defender as you know somebody's gonna be free yeah yeah and exactly you can take score yourself yeah no exactly and I suppose look I. There's probably a, there's probably a few of us in the team that, that that aren't in there to score, but we will take the opportunity when it comes, of course. Um, but yeah, we we kind of had specific roles. Y- you watch any team now, they they all have that. Um, you know, deep playing half forwards, uh, condensed middle third. Um, you know, every every single team is doing it like. Um, so it's not any big secret or anything like that. It's just. Yeah, I I probably found um, I suppose definitely in the league. Like I probably took a lot of confidence from the first game I got to play in the league against Kilkenny. Like you're probably going up against look, they're they're the second best team in Ireland uh, in terms of the last two years. They've been the last two All Ireland finals. Like so, you know, I thought I went I went reasonably okay that day. Um, was able to was able to affect a lot of play, get on a lot of ball. Uh, probably should have got another two points um so do you know I, I probably took a lot of confidence from that and and then I grew I grew my role as the year went on in fairness to the, our management team they kept giving me the chance um I got loads of minutes under my belt do you know whether it was either well to be fair I actually started I started every single league match and, and every championship match so, except for Leash, sorry in the first round um so yeah, they they gave me as as much time as I needed, and and they allowed me to settle, um, and show, showed a lot of faith in me, and I suppose I wanted to go out and and repay them, um, for for doing that. So, uh, but yeah, look, I suppose myself, Seamus Kendi, 
Dan McCormack. These we we knew what we were there for, and uh, I think we we carried it out re- reasonably okay. Um, Did you know that since you went in, or was there ever a stage when you went in initially where you tried to be something that you're not? Um, not really. Like no, to be honest, I I would. I, I, I would have backed myself in, in um, I suppose, I knew what I was good at and I knew I could bring something to the table in, in that regard. Um, I would consider myself a small bit different to um, a lot of the players on our squad. Like, as I said, I'm not the touchy kind of lad who's going to score over your shoulder from 45 yards or further. Like, I, I'd, I'd nearly struggle to put it over from 45 <laughs> yards uh, looking at the post. So, um. <laughs> It's just yeah, I I knew I knew what what I was going to be brought in for. I just love being around. I suppose that middle turn and and just kind of fire myself into everything. And um, but yeah, I just wanted to show that. And um, so, do you think it was the confidence really that led to, as it's been termed, I suppose, and you being nominated for a tip player of the year, like breakthrough season? Yeah. Well, look, like I suppose when you're going out to play. A game like confidence is everything really like if you don't have confidence in yourself or your teammates or your management team it's mm. it's going to show on the field like so uh i suppose yeah uh i i think i did go into a um a lot of games uh with a lot of confidence um and i suppose i never really thought about you know the opposition not that i didn't you know i did think about them but not that i was like never thinking they're, yeah it. they're never i didn't feel they were ever going to get the better of me and like, of course some lads do get the better yeah but i suppose i went in uh with a good mentality into those games and um probably under the radar a good bit because as you know everyone knows i'm not the star you're not the star player on on the team so i suppose it's nice to be that because you know you're not getting picked up by their best player or, or anything their best man marker and stuff like that so you know it allows you to maybe go out um and just express yourself and 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 show i suppose what we wanted to show the Tipperary public that uh that we were up for the fight and and um and you know put our put our best foot forward in in, in the games we played in so just to touch on putting your best foot forward and to talk about confidence when you're facing Limerick, because there is a, a big rivalry, Tip and Limerick. Yeah. When you're going into that game, do you have the same level of confidence going into that game as you do for every other game? Is that the nature of a, an elite inter-county athlete that you're going in there thinking, look, we have these lads' number? Because every single time we play Limerick, like Tip play Limerick, he rises to the challenge, but a lot of the time, Tip just struggle to get over the line against them in in recent years at mm. least. Um, so I wanted to ask you, do you approach that game any differently than any other game? Is there more meaning attached to that game, or is it just a different um, opponent, same thing? Yeah, I, different opponent, same thing. Um, that's the way I, I would have looked at it, and I I would imagine that's the way everybody would have looked at. You have to treat every single person or every single team with the, the same amount of respect because if you don't, you'll be turned over. Um, and um, I suppose we probably learned that the hard way. As I say, go back to Waterford. They hadn't had a win on the board and and they came to Turles and they absolutely spoiled our party. So, um, do you know, it's just, yeah, like, of course, 
it's massive playing Limerick. They're they are All Ireland champions. They've what four in a row now, um, and it's not that like you feel any different playing against them, or 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 it is a different game. But I suppose if you if you got a win over them, it's a massive scalp. Like you see Clare this year, they got a they got a big win over them in Munster Championship. They're then tipped to be no favourites to be uh, All Ireland champions just because they've beaten Limerick once. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I didn't approach um, those games any differently. Or, and I know from our training, we didn't approach those games any differently. And like I, I even remember being asked, like, oh, did you approach the Offaly game different mm-hmm. to the Galway game? Like, of course we didn't. We we went out and we, we trained the same um, as we always do. And um, it was just one week we got a good performance and the next we didn't. Like, it was nothing got to do with our preparation or anything like that. Or it was just, yeah, what, what happened that as everyone knows like Hurling takes on a life of his own and, and that's what happened on those uh, particular days but but no we, we would never have approached um, any any team uh, differently to you'd have different setups and stuff yeah, like yeah. that of course but we wouldn't have approached or, 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 or training or you know, a team uh, in any different way so then in relation to the games being the same from an S&C perspective when I'm looking at the data there's a tiny bit of difference in championship fixtures versus league. Well, sometimes significant, sometimes sometimes not so significant. Yeah. But when you get to championship, usually, and not always because of the hot weather, there's far more cramping in championship than there is in a league campaign. Mm. I suppose. And what I've put down to, and from conversations I've, I've had, there's more stress on the system going into a championship game because a lot of club-level athletes, you know yourself, championship is everything. Mm, yeah. So they approach a championship game mentally or psychologically very different to how they approach a league game. Yeah. Is that the same thing at inter-county level or do you think the cream rises to the top and all E every time you go out in the field, it's the same level of psychological preparation? Yeah. Um probably not like it, it probably isn't like of course it's different like championship is different to, to league there's no hiding there like there you you go to a league match from 10 15,000 you go to championship match there's 45,000 like that brings a pressure in itself um the atmosphere is like i remember a cork that evening and in fairness to the car fans like it was uh, it was insane like driving driving uh, to Parky Cueve I remember like I actually it was like watching Liverpool going to going to Champions League final there um, a few years ago when they had the red flares and of course like we were it was it, it was all Cork people like and they had the red flares and they were hopping cans off our bus and everything like that but do you know it was the Ross Grey fans have red yeah 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 the ultras <laughs> and Ross Grey um, but uh, I know it, it like it does it, it brings it brings a different intensity and it brings the best out of a person too like I think do you know yeah, if you look back through the years like um, the be- the really really top inter-county GA players like relish uh, championship and I, I like if you go back to 2019 Callan and Hurler the year like and I, I don't think he actually had a great league campaign at all. Like, just from talking to other lads, I, I, yeah, I think he actually had a fairly poor league campaign, was struggling with injury, only kind of coming back. And then just his championship was insane. Like, just a goal, goal every single game. Um, 
Yeah, like it's not just turning it on or like flicking yeah. a switch, but he had a lot of work done and he was probably doing a lot of work throughout that league campaign because he was coming back from injury and stuff like that. Um, but, time, yeah, well, exactly. That comes with as well. And I think every every team and player is like that because, like, you go play a league game. It is week on week, but you're also getting flogged in training during the week too. Like you're like you're getting the shy train out yeah. There's, and it's a real muck, mucky wet evening, Doctor Morris. And do you know, like, you might play Kilkenny on a on a Saturday, and you go out on a Tuesday, and the RP of a training session is around nine or ten like and then you go play another game that weekend whereas championship your your body's primed for it like and you know you're you're ready just to go out and explode you have so much energy in you nervous energy and you know just energy to just go out and and just i I suppose smash into everything in front of you but um yeah like it's funny like you look at the the start of any inter-county championship match like they just it's just everyone baiting off each other and I suppose lads just mad and re- mad and raring to go and flying things, but uh, yeah, then then it does settle down. I suppose actually, my uncle would have always said it like emotion nearly plays the first ten to fifteen minutes of a game for you, and then after that, that's when your com- composure and your kind of uh, your system and stuff gets into play. But um, but yeah, no, definitely. Look, there is a there is a, a difference uh, between between championship and league for sure. And then in relation to the added pressure that you've said or, or the the pressure that comes with so many people watching and it being perceived as more important in the championship. When you first started playing regularly with the senior team, does it differ in terms of... It obviously differs in terms of intensity and speed of play and, and the technical and tactical elements of the sport, but does it differ significantly from playing for tip underage and what would you put that down to do you feel um, it because you know when you're 15 years yeah. old under 15 is the be <laughs> all it is I've been on a pitch with you before for Ireland when we've lost an under 14 match and it's where we lost the World Cup final for you all um, no yeah it, like look I suppose when you're when you're young like I suppose with, with Tipperary them tournaments are played off in one day and Every single match you play was an Ireland final, and you thought if you don't win this, I'm never ever ever gonna play for Tip, um, or or whatever. But uh, look, it's it is, I suppose, yeah, it, it's way different um, at adult level. Like there's no pressure on you as a young lad, only the pressure you put on yourself. Whereas, uh, I suppose you've um, you have the whole county kind of, you know, to, yeah, 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 and and wishing you well. And she's like, you'd be surprised the amount of people that would be just getting on to you like tip hurling is so big and like it's just it, it's crazy how how many people be wishing you well and and look it was great this year we kind of there was a lot of games we did do well and i i'd imagine to be giving you a kick up the arse when you needed it too um but but no it, it's just yeah it's it's a completely different uh scenario like you're probably i just i remember like when i was young that like oh you know you could be eating pizza the night before a match like well i suppose you could still eat pizza the night before a match but it wouldn't be for me um whereas you know you're you're prepping yourself for two weeks leading into a game nearly um and making sure that that you're you know you're i suppose ready to ready to hit the ground running when you're when you're running out onto the field but um yeah no completely different scenarios now 
So I spoke to Ronald McNamee about the difference between the club and the inter-county player. And he put it down to small things like the time you get up to training and the extras that you put in outside of your team trainings. Is that something you see or is there a big difference in terms of how the club level player looks after themselves versus the inter-county player? Because I can't remember who it was. I think it could have been Jackie Terrell was talking about how the club game's gone too serious. It's not fun anymore. But from my perspective as a coach, what I see is the players want to put that in. But is there another level? Ah, like... I'm just going to, I, I don't know why any other club is like, but I'm just going off Ross Gray and like genuinely see the lads up training, um, you know, three, three nights a week or two days a week with a match at the weekend. And like the effort and the commitment they're putting in is, is like, it's, it's, it's mad really. And like, you know, it just, and it's pure because of the love of the game. Like, um, I suppose like they're, there's there is a there is a difference. There definitely is a difference, and the difference that I'd noticed just from playing with Ross Graham for, with tape in other clubs, as I said, could be different. Is like the like lads will will everyone on the team will go and and like pound a gym session out of it. Like whereas you go up to Ross Graham, no offense, lads, but like some lads just won't go out to the gym because they're like I don't need to go out to the gym. I'm good enough to hurl at this level, um, without gym work and like you know someone i look at like that is like glenn glenn looking like he, the lad will not he, he'll refuse to go to the gym but in in all of our games this year he's probably been our best player so like it's it's funny like and but he's, he gets away with it but like if if you do if you if you do go up to an inter-county setup you're, you won't get away with that and um i suppose like you look at the athletes playing now it's just even to to what it was however many years ago like it's just it's completely different like and it's it's funny like my girlfriend um she's from wexford like her her father's george o'connor like is two all-stars and another in the middle like and like do you know a lot of a lot of lads are back then do you know they, they, they're probably stuck in their time and just from chatting to him like he's just so like he can't get over the level of athlete now and he's he's convinced the game is going to go pro, uh, professional in, in the in the next in the next couple of years um because it's you know the time and effort that that lads are putting in is is crazy really um and just to be doing it for you know you get your expenses at the end of it like but it's just pure love of the game and but um but yeah no it's it is like it's there's there there is a difference with lads doing as i suppose you said with at your chat with ronan like it's just the 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 small the small few extras that to do and it's just then nailing the basics like um because in such a i suppose high intensity and, and pressure environment on the field like you're in a packed out sample stadium and you go to rise the ball and you miss rise it it's going to be whipped off you straight away whereas in the club game you might get the second or third chance to get down you're not going to get that at inner county so you have to nail it every single time like um and like that's of course like that's that's one of the that's one of the big things I would have taken um, from this year is just like I would have had to spend a lot of time at a ball wall and just working on my first touch and like making sure my strike was consistent because someday I could drive the ball 100 yards the next time I drive a 40 like you know and it's just having I suppose confidence and, and knowing that you put a bit of work in and a bit of time into maybe nailing 
those small few things that you had to work on or tweak and 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 then knowing uh that you're getting the best of yourself in the game um with those but but yeah like there's not a, i don't think there's an absolute massive difference between club and county but there of course there is a difference as well like and um joy it, it like it, even you're saying with own like him saying lads going doing a bit of extras before training and stuff like if we're training at seven o'clock in in Turles, like we will be there for six like if we're training probably half seven in ross gray you'll have lads coming on to field at 25 to eight like do you know it's just <laughs> that's just the, yeah yeah and it's and it's you know it, i suppose intercount lads choose careers around their sport whereas club lads do, do, you know, not everyone has that luxury and um it's it's it is different like it's completely different but it, but the lads are still yeah oh in. absolutely absolutely and like i know a few of our club lads are running well they're better they're running better say we do the 1.2k mm. fitness test they're running better times than i am and they're running like they'd be up in the top two three lads in in tip like for the times they're running um so yeah they're like they're I, I, yeah in. definitely big time so you're saying that the club lads are putting in a huge amount and you're saying that they're running the same times or better times than a lot of the inter-county players. And last year, it kind of came to fruition for Ross Gray, I guess, in that it was the club's best year in recent memory, really. So what was the experience of last year like? Are you still reflecting on that and thinking about it? Or are you gung-ho 100% straight into the current club season? And how much time did you take off actually from the intercounty season as well? Um, uh, not much time. Um, <laughs> You'll be back in Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Well, after club campaign last year, uh, I got one night off and went straight back in the following Thursday into a pre-season. Then, I suppose, lucky enough, my it's it's my uncle and and my father, um, and I suppose Jar Fitz and and Paul Lane. Like I'm sure I would have had. And you would have had jars since mm. we're you know, like under 12s like so lads that i would know really really well and you know lads that would i suppose know that i'm not a bluffer and if i do need a bit of time off that they'd give it to me so what happened was we we lost with we lost a tip we lost with tip sorry to galway and uh we were out in the north championship uh i think it was two weeks later so uh, I trained. I suppose, well, done a few days in the beer. Um, <laughs> after nice. it, uh, done a few days in the beer after, it, and then uh, went back into training. And I played in the North Championship in the North Championship against Kildangan, and um, look, we lost that. Um, but I went that Tuesday. Then, so that was on a Saturday. I went that Tuesday. I went away to Tenerife with my girlfriend Katie for ten days, I think. Um, and I just completely switched off from from sport well i watched back the first half of the game against Kildangan out there because i was just bored but um i yeah other than that completely switched off i drank a few pints my cousin uh Oren and his girlfriend were out there too so you know i drank a few pints with him two of the nights and just chilled out went to the water park went to the beach um jet ski and you know quad bike and everything like that just anything to didn't involve picking up a hurl and striking against the wall or hitting a ladder shoulder or anything like that. So yeah, just completely switched off. Um, enjoyed our time away. Enjoyed the sun, even though some days it was forty degrees. So uh, 
I was absolutely uh, had the factor fifty slapped on <laughs> me. But um, no, yeah, it was it was really nice to get away um, for f- those few days, and to be honest, completely felt completely refreshed um, coming back. Just was mad to to play again, uh, and I was actually mad more so mad to play again with Ross Gray just because. I played one game with him. We were absolutely crap, like so bad, and um, it just wasn't a reflection on us as a team at all. Um, and I suppose look, we did have a lot of injuries playing in that game, but but still, it was just real disappointing to put a performance out like that. Um, and so we actually came home on a Thursday. We actually had a, a match that Friday against uh, I suppose Cottle Mannions Club. Um, so it was probably nice to play against the Gallo team uh, as the first game back after that. So yeah, we we put in a, a decent performance that night, and then um, we'd we'd a week to prepare then for for championship against Mike Harkey, which um, we played last last Friday evening. Um, and and Drew, I suppose, looks our first game back, um, back up senior, um, probably reflecting now it wasn't too bad a result. To, I suppose we didn't lose. I felt we definitely could have won. They probably felt the same. I suppose any team like that, when it's a draw, you're going to look at how do we win and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, you're look, it was just a lot this year. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot of draws, draws. all right. Um, but no, hopefully be at maybe least a you win knew next that game. you drew that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alan was saying earlier off air about was the Cork game. Cork game, yeah. Uh, and everybody was telling you that you were you spoke well. Yeah, spoke well after uh, in an interview uh, after the game, and um, I suppose I <laughs> I came across that I was really disappointed, um, but I didn't get a chance to look at the scoreboard, and I thought we lost, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we actually ended up drawing the game, <laughs> so I made a bit of a fool of myself. Uh, well, on, not on really, TV, because but... everybody thought you were just the ultimate professional. That <laughs> even with a draw, Alan Tyler isn't satisfied. Yeah, the ultimate gobshite, more like. <laughs> um, but then, in relation to even just a break there to touch on the break for a second so there's there's still talk about the split season about uh the condensed inter-county season and how people feel it's a bit rushed or they think it should be spread out a little bit and you've said that it is tough when you're playing week to week but the benefit to it i suppose from talking to you now and from talking with inter-county athletes that i'm working with is you're getting the opportunity to go away for a week or two in the summer now, yeah. rather than previously when those games were played in September, the second you had that finished, right, you're on the beer for a few days if, if you win or if you lose, I suppose. <laughs> um, but then they're trying to play off the club championship then as fast as they can so that they can get it done going into the yeah. new year. So like, it's a more rushed, the club season then, whereas this time... Did you feel like the intercounty season was rushed, or was it still like a tough old slog? I uh, no, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel it was rushed. Like to be honest, like I would like to maybe see it roll into like middle of August or something like that. Um, well, Katie liked that. Um, <laughs> I, I like as I said. Look, thankfully, uh, she's from a bit of a hurling background, so uh, her her father would uh would let her would let her know uh what it's He'd like love to it anyway. yeah yeah. But um, but no, like, it just gives you, I suppose, more time to, I suppose, if you got t- two weeks after every single game, just 
like I don't know, maybe that's just my opinion and other lads are completely different. There, there's definitely no like perfect solution to it or or anything like that. And, and what the way it is at the minute, it, it actually isn't too bad. Um, but yeah, maybe if it went on for an extra month, um, like, you know, if you look back a few years ago when there was no split season, like just in Tipperary, lads could play a championship match. They could have two weeks off for their county, uh, but they'd have to go play a championship match on a Saturday. And then like that next Tuesday night, they're back in club training and playing a club game that weekend, which is championship. And then it was just like, you know, like you're... <laughs> You're probably there's you're, no weeks off. Yeah, there's no weeks off, and also like you're playing with lads. Do you know you're basically you're going out and you're going into war with them, and then you're going out to kill them then the following week, which is like just it doesn't really make sense. Like whereas at least it gives you this way, it gives you a set amount of time together, um, and and do you know it it brings lads probably even closer together than what they might have been before, but um, but then yeah, I, I suppose like like. Back then, it must have been just so tough for the for the for the club player because they couldn't book holidays like ever. There, there was they had no set time because there could there could be a game just thrown in here here there anywhere and like it was it's just it's yeah it's really tough for them because they're just waiting on like if you look at Ross Grader, I'm the only one on it like and they're just waiting on me to to, to kind of come back and you're just like. Well, I don't know when I'm gonna be back, and I don't know when you can go on holiday. Like, do you know that kind of way? Whereas at least now it's, you know, they know early summer, like head away there, um, you'll get your, you know, a few a few weeks away or whatever, or a few nights away, um, and same as between when when you're the county player, you know you're going to get that maybe week that you can go uh, straight afterwards, um, in between the kind of club county championship, or yeah, yeah, inter county championship. So it's. And I think what the, the pundits kind of forget is the GAA, look, it's for everyone and it's for the communities and it's great and everything. But at the end of the day, the GAA is mainly for the players, the people that are playing it. Mm. Like, it's good for the fans of the communities to go watch these games and all, but there's no point in going watching games regularly and watching loads of them when the players are being flogged and the players have no yeah. lives. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you go see a tired tired player play like you're not going to be the <laughs> best of be him you yeah you're, you're the worst in the world so i suppose as i said there's no there's no probably right or wrong answer at the minute um it's just opinion based really and like it, it will be hard to find a perfect solution in my head i suppose after this year i'm probably like maybe if they drag it out an extra month um and and see how that works but um, look, it'll be interesting to see what they do next year to could keep the exact same way. And if they do, like, yeah, we'll just have to step up to the mark again and uh, and be ready for, for those games um, and then be ready for club championship as well when that comes around. From a performance perspective, like, as a coach, like, I actually like it the way it is now because it actually gives you a proper off-season. Yeah. Um, and although it's the density, like, is in, is quite aggressive during the season at least after the season is over, you can have some time off and then actually have a lead-in where you work on some things in off-season, pre-season, so you come back in better condition and then you're playing games rather than it seemed like the way it was and it, it, it still does. Like the the All-Ireland club finals were played in January. Yeah. Like, so those players, like even watch Galway, like 
this year and people are giving out that Shane Walsh isn't playing fantastic for Galway or whatever. That's their perception. Mm. That's their opinion. But if you look at the, the amount of time, like he, he stayed going the whole way through from January to January last yeah. year, which is tough. That's like. course of it. Yeah, so I, I actually like it the way it is, but at the same time, I can understand that why people would like it's stretched out and I can understand why the players feel that if it was stretched out you'd have more time to recover in between games mm. I'm just thinking like if you do that they're also going to stretch out the club season and then it's going to last for yeah. another month but yeah. I, but like I, <laughs> there is going to be some club like clubs playing saying in different counties obviously they start at different times of the year like there's going to be some clubs playing well into October like just and like just because they didn't start their championship straight after their inter-county team got knocked out mm. whereas in tip you do start like the minute uh you're knocked out but or, or the two weeks after it but like if there was maybe a set time for every club championship has to, has to has like to run, yeah, yeah run off by this date or or something like that and it does give the player then um i suppose a, a break from from uh I suppose to to get the body right um again to, before he goes into another preseason. I think I think that's definitely an option that should be looked at, and I think the reason it's not looked at is because other counties say, "Well, we've done it this way all the time, yeah. so we're going to do it this way." And then they also say that, "Well, we have more clubs, so uh, we have more games, so it's going to yeah. last on longer or whatever." But my answer to that is, well make more divisions then yeah <laughs> like there's there's gonna be a level for everybody to play at but just because you're not in the top say like for dublin for example like four, 12 to 14 in league and uh championship the couple of teams at the bottom like they're fighting for relegation and they're going out and getting bet most weeks like generally um they're not getting as much out of that as they would if they were in a, a, the division below, but that yeah. division didn't have the teams at the bottom of that division that are also getting yeah, true. Yeah. So like, if it was a closer level and teams played at their level, I think it would be more enjoyable. There'd be less games because the club player, like, it's scandalous. Like I was yeah. talking to Paul actually just before we came in here about the amount of games and you know actually perfectly well from playing rugby, like, the amount of rugby games you play in a season versus the amount of GAA matches you'll play, like especially Actually, if you're a dual athlete, it's yeah. chalk and cheese, like. Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, I suppose different time. They're on different time of the year and yeah. stuff like that, but like for a club player, dish say we're off square, right? Say there's we we could potentially only play three games this year if we avoid relegation and if you don't go if you don't go through. Um, to the quarterfinal. No, that's not including league. Like there is league matches, of course. And how many um, games you played league then? I don't know how many they played this year. I'd say I think there's four teams, four to six teams. I think in 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 the league. So you'd have probably five, five matches. I'd imagine. Uh, I think it's that's much, what it is. is. It? Yeah, and then I suppose if you get to a league semi final or a league final, um, you'll have more, and it's the same. I suppose as the further you progress, but then there's only. There's only four teams in in each group in in tips, so there's sixteen teams in in the the Dan Breen and there's four groups of four, like so. Um, it's just yeah, we could have only three game, three championship games. We could have more, depending like if you go into relegation playoff or if you if you 
if you go through so that's um, the opposite side of it there could be not enough games for yeah. players really and they train in the whole year yeah yeah exactly now I do think like if you go back to years ago like like teams were back like before Christmas like, and <laughs> yeah. it's just crazy stuff that was going on like players were burnt out by the time championship come around and so fed up of it like whereas now I well I don't know if it would have happened if we didn't go, maybe go as far uh, last year but I like there's a bit of science behind when teams go back. It's not just, ah, oh, we need to go back and train harder than everyone else because we're going to be better if we Yoga do that. Wednesday like, night, lads. Like, you know, like, it's just a bit of, a bit of using your head a small bit and maybe coming back uh, a month or two after Christmas and allowing lads to, you know, have a bit of downtime and, and probably enjoy their Christmas too, you know, and, like, lads come back fresher and it's, it's not just your body but your mind as well, like, and I suppose if you, if, if you're never switching off upstairs, you're just going to like get burnt out Sickly, and yeah. like mentally burnt out. And I think that's nearly even worse than being physically burnt out because you just don't even have any interest in going to the field when you're, when you're feeling like that. So, um, yeah, at least there's a small bit more, uh, common sense and uh, well, even science, but behind, uh, when you go back and yeah. what you do, yeah, you touched on there last year, went on a little bit longer than other years and, it was very successful and then obviously having a lot of family involved as well yeah. which was great um winning a county championship and then going on into munster and whatnot it was a big journey for the team and for the town as well what are maybe the standout memories for you of the last year and last season and what was the experience like of going through that with your family mm. so tied into the group? Yeah, uh, to be honest, that was the best experience I've ever had in sport. Um, I actually have fucking, sorry, goosebumps on my legs. <laughs> goosebumps First on my legs way. here, just uh, just thinking about the time we won the county final. We got off the bus just at the end of Castle Street and walked up Castle Street with the cup and the amount of people like in just red and white and just like geez we were basically heroes for for um for the for the few days afterwards um yeah gee, it was gee, it was unreal and then i suppose to to have um my my uncle um as our manager like he's been unreal to me i suppose growing up he probably was the person uh, i would have looked up to a lot he would have played hurling and football with Tipperary. Uh, I would have travelled to every single one of his games with my nanny and granddad uh, and seen him play for Tip and definitely kind of inspired me a small bit to maybe go on the path I went on. And then I don't know how he got my dad involved because the man has uh, no hurling background really, only apart from my granddad was a brilliant hurler. But uh, he just brought, my dad just brought something completely different to our setup and it, um it was just so refreshing and and like it, it was mad actually how good he was um and and he's still like you know he's still evolving us as a team um the amount of time i like i i i, I just noticed my because i see the two of them but the amount of time they put in um outside of the the training field is is unbelievable and um i suppose you go back to the jacket hurl thing saying uh the club has gone too serious but like when you have lads like we had over us last year like you only want to do the best for them because they are like they're putting so much time and effort uh into us as as a team and and like they only want to do uh our town um 
you know, I suppose bring bring us back to to maybe what they might have missed out on and from years previous um I suppose when Ross Gray was a real strong uh, stronghold in Tipperary and, and in Ireland so uh yeah it's it, it like it was unbelievable to play under them and then I suppose to have my brother um and my my younger cousin as well Owen on the team like I, it's it's funny like I would count Owen as a as a little brother too and uh just thinking back to us being out the back garden and I would stand the goal and poke the ball out between the two of them and just let them absolutely tear lumps out of each other and I suppose they would have uh they would have tore lumps out of me as well and um it, it's funny then that you go on and you win something so big with them um but you know I just remember the town for for that kind of month and a half period of like when we were coming up to the county semi to when we got to the Munster, the Munster final was just like it was unreal. I'm working in Ashling, uh, my auntie's coffee shop, and like everyone just coming in, and there was no other chat about anything else. Only the match this weekend, and it did, like it was just it was unreal to be part of. Um, it seemed to go very fast, didn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, it did, it did, it, it did. But I think like it, I think when you enjoy something like you know something like that, it does go real quick because. Um, I think we, in fairness to the players, took it in our stride. Uh, we didn't get too ahead of ourselves, um, but it was just to know that you had the backing of every single person, um, in your in your club and in your town. Uh, it was just something, something I'll never forget, and definitely the best experience I've ever had. Uh, on on a playing field, um, and the celebrations afterwards were just, it was just class, like just every pub was packed uh any pub you went into it was just it was just some crack and i suppose not that we you remember went into all of them. yeah <laughs> i went into a right few of them anyway but uh yeah any any like you know it was just yeah it was unreal to have the backing of everyone and, but isn't and it great to have a town so behind a team as well because like even going to like those games like ross gray outnumbers Oh, yeah. all other fan bases by and i know it's a, a big enough town mm. but like there's people coming out of woodwork like i was driving from dublin down to cork oh, like yeah. for for to see because it's something that as you said we never experienced before no well we never experienced yeah yeah as young as like we were just told about it all the yeah time. yeah but like i know we're a, we're probably a big enough town but you see other towns and like it, they don't have massive fan support because the other sports and there's so many other sports in the town whereas you go to like smaller villages and they always seem to have the bigger kind of the bigger kind of fan well just supporters going to games really yeah. like but like in fairness to Ross Gray I, I don't think I've ever played a game where we've been outnumbered um and you know some of the stuff shouted in is hilarious but like it's just class to have um to have a town like that and, and I I suppose like throughout all of last year we would have spoke a lot about the community and and tried to bring a, a community together and I definitely thought we'd done that and um I suppose it's no different this year like we're back up senior but I like I really do feel we have um we have we've progressed since like I suppose when we were senior two years ago and we can give we can give the Dambarine a real rattle um and maybe surprise a few teams like if I suppose, like it, if you get out of your group, you don't know what what can happen. You look at Killer One last year, like they 
I think they actually lost their first game um, and everyone wrote them off um, and they just gelled together and they proved everybody wrong. Anyone that came in front of them, they just wiped them off the field and last year they were definitely the best team in the county like, uh, and deserved um, county champions. But it's it's mad how if a couple of lads come together, um, I suppose how how quick things can change um, from, I suppose, to them being rolled off to actually being county champions. And I suppose that would have happened a lot with Ross Ray throughout the years. So. But that's the difference that I would see in you now and in the group from chatting to them is in the past, and similarly to your journey this year, there hasn't been the same level of confidence in yourselves, in your ability to go and shock teams, as mm. you said. Like Whereas last year and the journey you went on and what you achieved seems to have now given you confidence that, look, we're good enough to go and compete and go and beat teams. So hopefully it comes to fruition and you can go and, and, and shock a few teams and, and do your best this year up in senior again, I suppose. And do you feel that confidence in the group like yourself when you're in and amongst it? Like, does, yeah. do, do you feel like the energy of the group change with that experience of results and, 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 winning, and yeah. winning something? Like yeah, and, and to be honest, it's actually came from... Um, say a lot of the younger lads on the team so like I suppose say Dara my brother like his 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 team him and Dan and a lot of lads like won a minor A county championship remember, and yeah. that hasn't been done in Rossgrave in Yonks like um, and I suppose they kind of came through being like used to winning and uh, it just brought like a, a different kind of like like I don't know it's not that everything beforehand was so like dull and negative uh, yeah it was just like it's not that they're like absolutely driving train sessions through the roof because they're probably the biggest masters we have on the team as well like but it they do bring that sort of kind of uh i suppose we have we do have the bit of crack in training too but when it comes to the serious thing stuff like we we absolutely do that too like and there's, we actually have a nice balance there at the minute and it's really enjoyable to go up training and, and stuff like that. But I, I do think like they have brought um, maybe a bit of a winning mentality to the team. Um, and I suppose that's rubbed off on a lot of the older lads. Like, you know, I see like lads like like Shane Davis who has like put his life and soul into, into Ross Gray Hurling um, and it, coming from Knock, like, but like, Jesus, to see... To see him last year, uh, and even this year, like I suppose he, he played so well. I don't think any forward in the in the, in the county or would would like to mark him because I absolutely hate marking him in training. But um, you know, it's just unreal to see. And like Shane would be quite a serious fella, but I think the lads have rubbed off on on like someone like him and Ader and stuff like that. And like there's there's a real good bond between the younger lads and the older lads on the team and then there's more lads coming through like Kenny and Connor Phelan and like all these kind of young lads and it, you know I, I think it's actually gelling together really well and if this year doesn't work out it doesn't work out but I don't think we'll panic like and I do feel over the next couple of years that you know we have a right chance of 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 maybe getting Australia back to the to the real top end of of hurling and Tipperary so um yeah there definitely is a there is confidence in our group and why wouldn't there be because you know as i said earlier a game of hurling takes on a life of its own and you know hopefully you do come out the right end of it uh most of the time but i do like i know from 
going up and watching training and, and, and being involved in training, lads are putting in 100% uh, every every chance they get. So, uh, no, it's great at the minute. So, we haven't even talked talk about rugby at all, <laughs> but like we mentioned it briefly, but you've been successful in rugby. I don't know if you would say so, but you've been successful in rugby in, in Gaelic football in Hurland. And people from outside Rossgrade that are listening are probably going to be thinking like, how is this lad doing all this? Now, you've touched on your family and you've touched on how members of your family are also high achievers. But like, what do you put down to your success in terms of your development as a young lad? Why do you think you, you've done so well athletically and how far do you think you can go or what are your ambitions in the coming years? Yeah, uh, look, from, I suppose, from uh, uh, when you're younger, I do put it down to, I do put a lot of it down to my family. Um, I suppose, like, my dad would have played a lot of rugby. Um, my granddad, both granddads would have played uh, hurling at really high high level. Uh, Liam and my other uncles, like, they all would have, they all would have played um, GA at high levels, um, and I suppose, it's like, my mother would have, and like even you say would have brought us to 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 Port Leash for soccer training like three nights a week. We would shared lifts and, uh, for the Midland squad and stuff like that. Like she would have drove me the length of breadth of the country, uh, to be at a training session, and as I said, like I'm going to carry this weekend but I would have spent uh, my summers in Kerry like because that's where my granny's uh, from and uh, they would have brought me back from Kerry to go to a Ross Gray Hurling training session like and I don't think there's you know I can't ever like thank them enough for I suppose doing that uh, for me but yeah a lot of my youth I suppose would have came from from family uh, you would have been the same, like when Babby was playing with my father and stuff like that. Like we would have spent all our Sundays out in the out in rugby field, um, I suppose out before the matches, throwing and mucking around, and then when they were drinking, and you pints, would have been tackling me into the fucking <laughs> so you would. And then, then when they were drinking pints afterwards, I think we broke every light out in the hall in the rugby club uh, <laughs> from yeah. from that age. But no, like yeah, just I suppose from being brought everywhere to 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 train and then from going watching loads and loads of different teams i suppose i just had a massive i suppose love for for sport uh firstly and then i do think actually my primary school i we were very lucky to have a really good team um i suppose like we we didn't actually win on but we were in county final every single year and my and two teachers that put yeah, an emphasis on yeah itself. my two teachers like uh would have been paddy kelly from from tomb and john manley from nina and um they would have been involved in the the primary games um so like they obviously had a a real passion for developing uh like real real young players so we would have played like street league um competitions every every lunchtime at the back of uh the pitch in the back of little there and the pure slanted but uh joe health is better striking anyway but uh no yeah just i suppose from a young age i took um yeah, massive interest and I would have thrown my hand at, at anything um, as a lot of us would here in the town and then I suppose as I got older then going out to the monastery uh, the searching college like that was that was massive um, because I was able to I suppose put as much effort 
as I possibly could into every single sport um, that I wanted to really, really have a go at. I was just really lucky out there. Like, I got to play with some unreal players. Like, some have gone on to represent Ireland already and, like, have loads of caps from Munster and stuff like that. And, like, we won the first ever Senior Cup for the school. Um, and, you know, real good trainers out there. Um, really good team. But I think, like, the time management, like, you'd know yourself from working out there, around, I suppose, training and stuff out there uh, was really good, like... I suppose there was always a balance between the GA and the, and the rugby out there. I suppose play, pupils themselves would have more preferred the rugby because it's probably it probably is a bigger school for rugby. Um, but yeah, just I suppose having having training, I suppose a school that ha- that facilitated um, such I suppose high level a high level of sport was was massive, and then. Uh, coming through then kind of juggling the 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 hurling the football and rugby I was just I was just really lucky to be honest that um, management used their brains and, and chatted uh, among themselves so I wouldn't be burnt out basically um, to be honest when I was doing all three of them that was probably the least I've ever trained um, just played because they were just yeah kept me fresh uh, I remember like I remember I was on the Leinster schools team and or maybe it was Leinster 19s, it was one or, or the other, and uh, I was on tip minor hurlers and footballers, and we were in the All-Ireland final in both, and, like, I couldn't believe it, because, you know, like, I suppose in rugby, they w- they'd be like, right, pick one or the other, now you're at that age, like, and it's fair enough, because you're kind of getting toward, close to professional, um, as close as possible as it could be to professional, like, and they were like, don't come this day, um, go to GA on that day, and, leave the gym off or whatever. And like they were just so accommodating and it never forced me to, I suppose, make a decision. doesn't happen to um, everyone. No, no. And I, that's what I'm saying. I was just really lucky. And then I had Charlie McGeever uh, from Clonmel over us in the football. And sure, like, I when I went in with tip football at first, I was 15, like, and, uh, like, sure, I was like a little child. And uh, Charlie basically treated me like a little child and he was like my, he was like my father, basically. But, uh, like he was just a lad that I got had such a good relationship with, and he same again. He knew he just he knew that all I needed was to be kicking a few balls, um, and kept fresh. Never ran me like no. When I first went in, I, I did get ran when I was fifteen. Like I just done the train like everybody else. But I suppose I probably did get a small bit of a special treatment, um, just because I was doing so much. And you know, real thankful to all those lads, um, that they were able to. They come together and I suppose put me uh, before themselves and and um, I suppose I was able to get the best out of myself then and uh, thankfully has led on to uh, I suppose a successful enough career uh, to date um, in I suppose two different sports and uh, that I think that is down a lot to to um, I suppose definitely my family but them them other lads that have that were you know, I suppose put me put me ahead of of themselves and uh, yeah I'm grateful enough for that now as well. We share Pony as well. Wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah, he's all right. Um, fantastic. We'll move on to the quick fire questions to finish. So the first one is proudest achievement today. Proudest achievement today. I think I touched on it already. Uh, was walking up uh, Castle Street with the with the county final um cup there last year. So yeah, just unreal. 
Favourite athlete of all time? Favourite athlete of all time? Um, I'm telling you, David Clifford is nearly pushing it at the minute. He's just he's just unbelievable. And I know it's keeping it local enough in Ireland. But um, yeah, him or... Well, there's probably a few, I suppose. I'm sitting on the fence here a small bit. I'm going to go with Dan Carter. Clifford's getting a hard going the last week or so yeah, for something. the final, but ah, what a lot of like, yeah, it is. Like, I was just seeing a tweet like and ah, it's just so everything's stupid. hyped up. I was having a conversation yesterday with one of our other selectors, and like after a game, you'd swear Dublin won by ten points. Yeah, like, you know, and then if Kerry would have won by a point, it would have been the same thing. It would have been Kerry went absolutely yeah. hammering them, like and. That game was in the balance. Could have oh, either way. Like, and if he hadn't have taken on that shot that they're all giving out about the left foot, yeah, went just wide, went up, yeah, they would be giving out that he didn't take it on. Ah, he, there's no winning because he's like, if I do think Dublin are better than Kerry, right? Mm. I, I did as a squad they're better than Kerry. If Clifford wasn't on the Kerry team, I do think Dublin would win, right? Um, but I thought. I actually did think Kerry were going to win because Clifford is just, uh, in my opinion, he's the best, probably GA player of all time. Don't even mind Gaelic football. Um, nobody can do what he does. He had an off day off the boot. He still scored, he scored three points. Uh, and he set up a goal. Set up one, two, and yeah. one, two frees. Yeah. Like, that's still a fair contribution, like. If you do that, if, I heard of If I knew that, I'm coming off absolutely delighted with myself. Like so, <laughs> it's just look. It's it's because he's been so consistent in every single game he's played, and this is when Kerry weren't even firing say three or four years ago. Like Clifford was so young. Well, he must be twenty years of age, and he absolutely like he making a show of like really good, experienced defenders. Like he's just he's just class, but. Everyone's going to have an off day. It was just unfortunate he had an off day with from the boot in an Ireland final when there was, I suppose, such high stakes and then such pressure on him to deliver. Um, but I do think down in Kerry, they're not putting too much pressure on him. It's no. actually everyone else around the yeah. country that seemed to be talking a lot of shite about it. 100%. And, like, usually they're saying, like, Jesus, David Clifford's great. He grabbed the game by the scruff mm. of the neck and went and, and took it. He tried to do the same thing. It just didn't fall yeah. on the right side for him. And at the same time, two things can be true. David Clifford can have an off day and still not be terrible. Yeah. Like, and just because... And it kind of discounts Dublin going and winning the game as well, saying that they only won because Clifford had an off yeah. day. Like, Dublin went and took that game and Mick Fitzsimons did do a decent yeah, job did, yeah. on, on Clifford. But, like... Doing a decent job on Clifford is limiting to three points yeah. on one two assists, you know. So two things can be true, but I just find that a lot of the chat in the media can be fairly cynical at times. Like, and we should be talking about a final that was yeah. great so, final, like to watch. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's hilarious. Like they just, I suppose that's what gets they nearly build you up to knock you down. Yeah, and that's exactly. just it. Like it's 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 funny. Like you do, and I I'd say there's no better person to block out all that noise than him because if he listened to it I'd say he would have been retired by now but uh, yeah exactly yeah no what's the biggest thing you've learned in the last 12 months in the last 12 months I suppose would it yeah definitely be to to back yourself to just go for it um I think if I was to look back on my rugby career I'd have a regret 
in that I didn't fully do that. Um, I would have been quite, I suppose, a shy young lad in involved with Monster training with real big names and you know like some of the best in the world and probably not probably been too shy to even put my best foot forward. Um, whereas came in with Tip this year and I probably came with age and a bit of maturity and I was just like. Just go for it. What have you got to lose? If you get dropped, you get dropped. If you start, you start. If you're only coming on for a couple of minutes, make sure you're... They're a good couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, you know, that kind of way. And um, it was just, yeah, to just go for it and, and, and don't hold back and, and have full belief uh, in your own ability because only, know, only you know uh, what you can really do. And I suppose I feel like there's a lot more I can improve on and get better with. Um, and I'm not just happy at where I'm at now just because I've played a few games. I, I'm fully aware that we had a good few injuries this year and a lot of them playing around the position I play in. So I can't just rest on maybe a couple of performances that I put in uh, last season. and I, ha- I just have to build on them and, and make sure I'm a lot more consistent than what I was last year because... Do you know, there was a f- while there was a few games I played well, and there was a there was a few games I, I hardly touched the ball in either. So, um, do you know, it's just. But do you think backing yourself is what you need to do? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I know I remember playing against. Um, I remember playing against Limerick and on Kyle Hayes, and I'd say between the two of us, we had about four possessions. Like we were just literally marking each other, um, and I got taken off quite early, but. Um, I just remember going into training after that, and I was sour. Um, not that I got taken off because I knew I knew. Um, yeah, I like I knew I had to come off really. Um, but that's funny but because on the commentary, they were saying Alan Tynan's done very well. Kyle Hayes hasn't touched the ball. Yeah, but at the same time, Kyle Hayes is doing back, and I'm <laughs> yeah, doing forward. Yeah. So, do you know, I have to be getting on a bit of all too. Um, but no, it's just uh, yeah, I was a bit sour, and I was like, to be honest, I felt. My place could have been, you know, it was it was under threat really, and uh, went in and put in a, a a good week's training that week, and thankfully kept my my place in the team. But I do think that was down to well, probably a bit of stubbornness and and a, and a lot of self belief, um, and knowing what I'd put in uh, earlier on the year will, you know, has kind of I suppose been money in the bank now, and um, you know, just yeah, so that would be it really. I'd any young lad listening out there is just to, to go for it and, and fully back yourself and if you're not good enough bounce back because I've been told by more than one person um, I'm not good enough and you know, it's nice to prove them wrong every now and again so definitely back yourself what would you tell your 18 year old self then something similar something very similar yeah yeah um, definitely I suppose I was 18 going into going into Munster um, I don't know what I'm like now, but I would have felt, I would have felt, um, definitely that year brought me on something fierce, playing a lot with Young Munster and then getting onto the Irish 20s team. And, um, I suppose I really felt after that year, I, I actually could be a, a professional player. Um, done three years in the academy, you know, had a lot of injuries and stuff like that, but I just felt, it wasn't until it was nearly too late that I that I was nearly bold enough to go and ask a few questions that um, that I should have asked a lot earlier. Um, but but yeah, definitely 
which is going back to believing in yourself and 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 uh you know nearly i suppose everyone's in the same boat when it comes to when it comes to elite performance like everybody there is good really good um and you're all striving for for the one thing and it's to be like the nearly a lot of the best players in those like they're selfish like because you have to be like you have to you have to it's a job too at the end of the day and you have to i suppose provide for for whoever provide for yourself or you know down the line you'll have a family or whatever and you want to have i suppose a healthy a healthy uh, i suppose relationship with with all that kind of stuff but uh no it's just yeah i definitely didn't back myself going in um definitely not my first two years in the academy anyway um and then it was more i probably didn't even back myself in my third year either it was just more i actually had to go and do it i had to go and ask the question why wasn't i playing or getting a preseason game and stuff like that um and because i asked why wasn't i i actually ended up one day getting put onto the match day panel i'd say it was pure token gesture to be honest but i actually got 15 minutes at the end against connacht and and I done well. I done really well, and I ended up um, traveling reserve with Munster for the next eight games in a row, which is heartbreaking, really, because you're you know you're one person off getting onto the squad. Um, and I suppose like you look at someone like someone like Gavin Coombs would have been the same age as me, and I think he nearly would have been the same as me. Uh, didn't back himself maybe the first year in there, like he was just. And like he, I I played club with him with with young monsters, and he was ripping it up like, um, probably didn't back himself first year year and a half, and he just, I don't know if it was an injury or not, but he just got a chance, and he's never looked back since, and now he's probably gonna be in the World Cup squad like, so I do think there's an element of luck, uh, with it too that, you know, everyone I suppose is absolutely training as hard as it possibly can, but. In certain positions, or might I suppose he? I think he got his first go at second row, maybe. And obviously, there's two, there's two people in in second row, um, and there was a good few injuries in Munster around that time, and like he just got his chance and he absolutely grabbed it, um. But I do think that I do think there's a lot of lads in academies that are just waiting for an opportunity, and I do think when they get it, I do think uh like. A lot of them would would take the chance because they're literally just crying out for for um for, for an opportunity to put uh to put their best foot forward. But but yeah, that would why well, I'd be telling my eighteen year old self anyway. Um, just back yourself and have a small bit of boldness about you as well. It's not bolder, but we'll kill. Um, not a quick fire question, but just off the back of that, there is a lot of luck involved. Like I spoke to Conor O'Brien about his first. Uh, start or his first start was traveling reserve, and then all of a sudden he's playing twelve because mm. they get a couple of injuries to warm up. And somebody else recently as well said the same thing. It was David Hawkshaw actually? He he was thrust in as well out of nowhere. Yeah. A lot of luck involved, but now when you pull on the blue and gold, like, do you ever think like or reflect and say, ah? I wish I'd done this differently. Are you happy the way things worked out? No, you're playing with tip now? I don't. I don't have any regrets in, like, in the career I chose to go with. Like, I actually remember um sitting down with with Liam and Mikey, uh, just having a one to one meeting with them at the start of the year, and they were just like, 
like I don't hold like I I I they would be my under twenty one managers as well. Like when say that we were moving up to under twenty one, they were moving yeah. moving with us, and obviously I had to step away and and go and play. Um, I went and choose to play rugby, and sure they were like, how could we blame you or hold anything against you for ever doing that? Because if it was our son, we'd be telling him to do the same thing. And I suppose I had the, ch- the chance to be a, a professional athlete um, to go and get paid to go training every single day. And, uh, you know, I suppose, I don't know if there's there's too many people that are going to turn down that opportunity. And um, I suppose it's it's something I really wanted to to give a go to. Um, in Like, looking back, I suppose Hurling always was my number one. And... I suppose when I was in Munster and time when times were good, they were good. Like, but when times were tough, you would always be thinking, "Oh, what if, what if I went and played hurling and stuff like that? Um, what would I be doing now?" But no, I don't. I don't regret uh, going and, and giving it a giving it a lash because I could be sitting here now and tell you know be have a few caps to my name for Munster or for another like professional team or anything like that, but. Um, I suppose the one thing I'm kind of happy enough with is, is knowing that I, I probably could have stayed trying with the rugby and, and went to a couple of teams and maybe been a bit of a journeyman. Um, but I'm really happy with my decision to go back to the GAA and go back to Hurlem at Ross Gray and eventually get onto the tip team because I suppose when times were tough last year, like I, I got dropped off tip, um, within from when well, I suppose I had an injury, but also it was probably down it was a management decision too like it wasn't just because of the injury and uh, I suppose that like you do have a lot of doubts in your mind but I one doubt was in my mind like that I didn't have was I wish I was playing rugby whereas there was some times when I was playing rugby I was like I wish I was playing hurling so I definitely know I've made the right decision to so when CJ Stander runs into you you're <laughs> <laughs> when you're holding a tackle bag for uh, for basically a full year and you're getting hit by them and you're like ah, I wouldn't mind playing hurling now actually but um, but no uh, no I'm definitely happy enough with the path I went and delighted that I gave the professional opportunity uh a, a right crack and uh, but happy out now that I'm that I'm back hurling with with Ross Gray and Tip Class well hopefully we see Ross Gray and Tip going on and winning a few more trophies um, thanks a million for coming on Al great no conversation no matter please yeah delighted to be here